A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. He's going to take you for your word, and he keeps his word. Uh, there's a lot of people out there that are going to say one thing and then act a different way when they see people. And those are the ones that are really kind of pushing the sale. And what we see out of Kevin is genuine Kevin. You know, I mean, he's, he's, uh, he's easygoing. He's going to crack his jokes. He's going to, he's going to harass people, um, harass him back. It's fine. Cross the line, say something, things, you know, things are going to pop off, but he, there is a level of maturity. He's understanding now, Hey, we're in this, you know, this sport at a high level. Let's get paid to fight. Let's not do it for free or where we're going to get in trouble. Let's get in cage and cash a, bo- a big paycheck, both of us. Because this is capitalism, bro, where the winners win. What's your podcast? The Coach HP Show. I love it. Coach HP. HP, I like it, what man. a vibe. You got a yeah, great vibe sure. going on. We're vibe. happy we can meet great you. Great energy. Two, one, boom, and we're on. What's up, everybody? It's your coach. Welcome to the number one positivity podcast on the internet right now, the Coach HP Show. And today we have, this is the guy. If, you, if, you want, if you're going into a fight and you need to get coached by somebody, my man Justin is the guy. Justin, as I, as I see you, man, and how you've grown in your career and done research on you, brother, you to me have always been in the few interaction we've had a real caring guy man like you just care dude where did that come from you know honestly i mean i came into this sport i'm excited to be here i started off with a professional bull riding career i was a rodeo kid little cowboy i've gotten to see the ups and downs and the in the you know i kind of had my window of of opportunity and, and fun stuff and fame in an extreme sport uh i got tied up with kevin holland and travis luter and some guys that you know pretty well known in the uh MMA game, uh, got to help come up with Kevin all the way. And honestly, how can he not be positive and excited? I mean, I get to do some of the coolest stuff with the coolest people. I get to make great connections with super positive people. And I just enjoy the heck out of every aspect of life, man. It's like, who else gets to come out here um, and do the stuff I get to do on a regular basis? Salt Lake City, buddy. Salt Lake City. Talk to me, man. <laughs> you know, I'll tell you, Salt Lake City, this is, um, it's like it's like Wichita, Kansas meets Austin, Texas with some mountains. It's like this is an unusual place. Very odd to have a fight here, but the reception's crazy. I got to um I got to go down and do a little work with Derek Lewis this morning and Bob Perez. Nice. Um and it is so cool to see everybody's reception. They're so excited to see all of us, you know. Kevin's in a great mood. Everybody's been the interactions have been great all week. It's like this is just great vibes here. Very different from Miami, right? Miami was completely different, bro. <laughs> I thought at one point uh, I was going to become a statistic in Miami. You know, that <laughs> man, Jorge Masvidal and, and Kev had a little altercation outside, and it was me and Kev and Jorge and, and his crew, and there was nothing but air and opportunity for bad things to happen. And there's not that vibe here. It's so chill. I love it. Dude, now, when, when, because both, right? Obviously, when they're bad vibes and stuff, that gets a little more difficult. What is your job in that sense, man? Do you step in? Do you go with the flow? How do you handle that? So that's a fine line, right? I mean, 
I can't teach these guys anything more about fighting what what they know. They fight better than I do. They're just built more for it. I'm a I'm a mindset kind of guy. Um, so my job is to make sure with Kevin, uh, nothing bad cracks off. I'm part of the crew. I'm part of the team though. So it's like I will do whatever it takes to separate it, stop it, get us out of those scenarios. Um, in the same breath, you know, I understand a lot of the time where he's coming from. It's just we're we're at a level in this game where we have to be professional and um and he's learned that and he's doing a great job with it but yeah there's times there's times when we've had to you know step in and it gets a scuffle ensues Justin one of the things that I that I noticed about him when I spoke to him in Miami was I almost felt that now I know zero about fighting okay I a lot of people confuse me because they see the tattoos and the, the shaved head and the look and they think I fight and I'm a lover, not a fighter, buddy. Okay. But I'm a big vibe guy. And when I spoke to Kevin, I, I, and I could be wrong, but you've been with him longer. So you understand this. You might know, I noticed a little more maturity in him to not yes. be. Now we understand why you have to be the showman uh, and, and it's respected. Right. But a guy who's as talented as his, I almost felt that he was going too far. Like, dude, you don't need to do that. Like you could do it, but not that much, dude. Right. Do you kind of agree with me on that or no? So what I do like about Kevin is that, and I talked to the UFC staff and security about this a lot. I talked to a lot of different people. Um, what I like about Kevin is he's going to talk. He's going to engage with people. He's going to interact. The difference is he's going to take you up on it. If, you know, if somebody says, Hey, it's on site when I see you, well, then he's going to take you for your word and he keeps his word. Uh, there's a lot of people out there that are going to say one thing and then act a different way when they see people. And those are the ones that are really kind of pushing the sale. And what we see out of Kevin is genuine Kevin. You know I mean? He's, he's, uh, he's easy going. He's going to crack his jokes. He's going to, he's going to harass people, um, harass him back. It's fine. Cross the line say something, things, you know, things are going to pop off, but he, there is a level of maturity. He's understanding now, Hey, we're in this, you know, this sport at a high level. Let's get paid to fight. Let's not do it for free or where we're going to get in trouble. Let's get in the cage and cash a, a big paycheck. Both of us. So. Right, 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 right. That that's, that's a great point. Justin, you from bull riding, what did you do next? And I started, uh, I got into gas and oil work started a gas and oil business. Um, I started training jujitsu so that I could get in shape and stay in shape to ride bulls. Um, this why'd you, why'd you pick, well, by the way, that's the one thing I want to start. Okay. The last three podcasts, I had an elk guy who's a bow hunter. I'm very famous dude. I'm not into that. I had a fisherman fishing. I'm not going fishing ever. I don't know into that, but I want to get into that. Right. Why did you get into that? And then I, the second question is going to be, what do you recommend for me, somebody wanting to, never done that before, wanting to get in that? So first question is, how did, why did you pick jiu-jitsu? So I picked jiu-jitsu because, believe it or not, the PBR, which is the Professional Bull Riders League, which is basically the UFC for riding bulls, um, they have a huge concentration of Brazilians. And no the Brazilians kicking our butts. They were riding bulls way better. And so I started to ask around, and a high number of them had a jiu-jitsu background. So I started training some jujitsu and I realized the core work and the core strength and a balance and, and everything kind of correlated well with, with riding bulls. It increased my ability to ride bulls. And a lot of my rodeo friends have now transitioned into jujitsu and they do really well with it because of the correlation. Nice. Uh, 
So they just kind of fed hand to hand. Um, as it worked out, you know, I'm in there with Travis Luter and this, this tall, skinny black kid shows up out of the blue one day and he's super athletic and he talks a lot and he's super likable. And I think he was 17, maybe 18 at the time. And that turned out to be Kevin. And, you know, I, I used to pay him to teach me how to strike and we would just go back and forth and hang out a lot. And next thing I know, he's signing me up for uh, amateur MMA fights. I'm helping him with his. And I detached a retina in a fight eventually and had to retire. I went blind in my left eye. So I'm 42 now. I don't want to fight anymore anyway. And it worked out where Kevin just rolled on into this really, really cool career. And it all sparked from if I wouldn't have joined that jiu-jitsu gym trying to get better at riding bulls from these Brazilians, then I wouldn't be where we're at. Dude, that's that's a great story. How do you stay so looking so young, bro? At forty, you don't look forty-two. I don't know. I feel like I'm getting more gray hair by the minute. Yeah. I, even today, I'm sitting there. I was trying to carry a conversation with Bob Perez, and I had Kevin show up and Terrence McKinney, and I got Terrence kicking me in the back of the leg. I got Kevin hitting me in the side of the face just while I'm talking. You, I have to. I feel like I'm on eggshells constantly. I know I have gray hair that just comes out every week. Yeah. But I appreciate you saying that. I look young. I'll take it. No, dude, tremendous shape. You look young. Recommendation for people, for a person like me, because I'm going to start soon. What's, what's my first step? Well, how do I find a good studio, a good place? I'm, I'm here in Miami for now. What do you recommend me to do? Man, find a, a good, if you're getting into jiu-jitsu, find a good, reputable jiu-jitsu gym, and, and you'll be able to, you know, based off reviews and your connections, we, we can find you somewhere good in Miami to just get in and then get real comfortable with being claustrophobic. Because really? it is a, oh my gosh, you got, there's no such thing as personal space anymore when you're in jiu-jitsu. You're going to have some awkward positions that you'll be in for a while. And eventually you'll learn, okay, it's not, I'm not going to die here. And before long, you start putting other people in those positions and then you get addicted to it. And for me personally, it's like, if I don't choke somebody or get choked every couple of days, I'm difficult to deal with. I got to remember what it feels like to win. And I got to get my ego in check and get beat up on, on occasion too. Really, man, that's crazy. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, we'll find you a good gym. Dude, you're the man question. You mentioned something there. Interesting. Should, should, should a beginner do gi or no gi? I think gi is great. Um, it does create a little more claustrophobia and, but the cool part is you have more handles, more tools and more grips. Right which is going to translate into more submissions and cool stuff you can pull off. But when you transition into Nogi, you still have the hand placements. You understand positioning better. Got it. Uh, you have the grips, but you have the positioning and you understand the weight, weight transfer. Justin, how far did you go? Like what belt are you? I'm a black belt under Travis Luter. Um, that's a big deal for me. Um, I still feel like, I feel like, on a lot of days, I end up having to roll with Travis um, nearly every class that we go to. And he reminds me there's levels to this. And just because I have a black belt, that doesn't. How doesn't long mean... did it take you to, to achieve black belt status? Oof. I think with all the injuries and back and forth, I was probably, I was probably 15 years. It took me longer than most, but I'm a slow learner. So <laughs> what can I say? And, and learning means that you understand the steps, the thing of what to do and all that? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And um, being able to apply it, right? I mean, as we go through, when you're a white belt, it's, it, you're working out that claustrophobia feeling. Um, 
you get to blue belt and you're starting to kind of get comfortable with positions and things like that. Once you get to your purple belt, you recognize what all you need to be doing. It's just clunky and uncomfortable to put it together. And you get to brown belt and you can hit it, but you got to kind of think through it. And as a black belt, you your muscle memory is down and you understand it to where your instincts go there. And then you meet a black belt who's much better and you realize that there's the road never ends. It's just going to be, it's a constant learning experience. Justin, in the beginning, were you tapping like way too early for anything? You'd be like, tap, tap, tap. Cause I feel like I would be doing that. Like I'd be tapping all the time. You know, it's, I guess it's um, from the rodeo thing and the riding bulls thing. There's a little bit of ego and a little bit of arrogance. We're like, I'm not going to tap to that. And so, yeah, I, I was holding out longer than I should. And then as I'm getting older, I'm like, I'm a little more stubborn, but I did hit a period in, in probably that purple belt range where I didn't want to get hurt and be out where I couldn't train. So I might tap early, but as I've gotten older, um, like when I started, I waited too long to tap. And as I've gotten older, I'm too stubborn to tap. Uh, I, I'd, I'd be like tap, tap for anything. Cause I don't want to, you know, you say that, but you're gonna, when you get in, it's going to take you a couple months and you're going to get addicted. It happens. Look at the growth in the jujitsu community. It's like, there's the, think about the guys that you know that have started that that's, it just consumes them. You'll get there. It's going to happen. Dude. I, I, I love it. I, I love hearing that you as a coach, right? If you're analyzing, I know what I like about myself as a coach. What do you like about yourself as a coach, Justin? What do you like, man? I really like that. I'm this way. What is it? I have, um, like, a, a, I have a gift of being able to um, remind my guys that they're the baddest cats on two legs, whatever it is. And I, we were talking about it, uh, one of Wonder Boy's coaches and I were talking yesterday just about positive mindsets and anchor points and being able to get your guy in the right spot where he can flip the switch mentally and go right to work at his peak performance at his top level. Um, that's probably my best attribute is the times when whoever it is, if it's Kevin, Terrence, Randa Marcos, you know, my, some of my regional guys, if they're not sure how good they are, and we all have those moments of frailty or insecurity. Um, I mean, for God's sakes, you're in a fist fight in front of a ton of people. <clears throat> that reminder of why you're going to, why you're better suited for this and you're ready for this. I have the ability to put my guys in that state and they trust me and they believe in it. So that's my attribute. How does that process enter your brain? Do you see it early? Are you thinking four steps ahead? How do you come up with that? Um, so a lot of it comes from being around my guys enough that I recognize their mental states and I kind of identify with where they're at. You know, if they're struggling with a, with a certain thing or a position or whatever, I, I notice how they talk about it. If it's, you know, I can't do this or I don't want to do this. I try to remove that and reinforce it with positive instead of I can't let them clinch me or I can't let them take me down. I turn it into um, you'll stop the takedown or, or you're going to stay standing something where it reverses that mindset from no and, and negative to positive. And um, knowing my guys and when I see them, I just like to put them back in like, you know, I'll find four or five times that they felt invincible mm -hmm. and I to just casually remind them of those times. So we put them back in that memory and that mental state where it's like, you know, um, with Kevin, you know, we might, I might remind him of like 
you know, we'll be hitting mitts or whatever. And I'm like, man, you're hitting that one, two, just like you did in the Buckley fight, only faster. And you're moving even quicker and just make him remind him that, you know, at one of his finest moments, um, he's even better now than he was then. And it kind of reinstates that, um, just that positive vibe they have in themselves, but also that they're even elevated past that former high point. So it keeps them on the upward trajectory. Nice, dude. That's really good. You said that he wins on Saturday, right? What, what does the plan look like after that? I know we don't want to, we want to win first and all that, but what is his trajectory after that? I was laughing at him yesterday at media because they asked him that question. They said, you know, chess is, I think he's 12th ranked. They said, you beat him, you become 12th ranked. What's the next step? Do you climb the rankings? And you got to love Kev because he, he did the troll thing and he said, no, I let him give me the worst guy off the contender series and let me go make another paycheck. And I'll just keep beating up guys that I shouldn't, that don't have a number next to their name and keep getting paid. And everybody laughed. And even Kevin laughs because the reality is we get a ranking. Um, we keep climbing the rankings. Right. And the reality, Kevin, is that he's never more than about, I think he might be two uh, fights away, two wins away from serious contender fight. So, Which makes sense because there you have a guy that, a lot of these guys, you know, the sizzles more than the steak, but he's a guy that, that backs it up, you know? So if he puts, yeah, which is, which is your two away, they're absolutely right. In between fights, Justin, are you with him 24-7 training? Do you do training on your own? Do you teach classes? What's your life like in between fights? So I run the MMA program at Travis Luters. Um, Travis and I are super close friends, and, and that works out well. Kev comes over and does jiu-jitsu there. And Trevin, uh, Kevin also has a pro training facility where he's got Terrence and a bunch of different guys that are over there that are, you know, more established fighters. So I go over there and work with them as well. Um, I'm never, I don't think there's more than a day that goes by. There's probably, I mean, Kevin and I talk daily and, um, you know, it, it's a constant train training scenario for me. Uh, if I'm not getting a message from Travis saying, you need to train. I'm getting a message from Kevin saying, Hey, you better come train. So there's no days off for me. Maybe that's, you would think that would make me older, but maybe that's the secret. That's the secret, bro. Now this might be another secret. Any, are you married relationship kids? I am. I am married to my longtime crush. I got married to almost three years ago. Okay. And, and I have one daughter. I have three stepsons and yeah, I've got, it's funny because I don't think any of them really my, my oldest stepson's a professional bullfighter. No uh, way. Yeah. He does cool, cool stuff. You'll see him. I post him on my Instagram a lot. And, um, he's, he's a really good wrestler. He's starting to train more. Um, my other two stepsons are also pro rodeo cowboys and they're out rodeoing now. My daughter is 11, has no real interest in fighting, which is fine. And, um, my wife, tolerates it and she's friends with a lot of these guys but it's not her thing everybody's kind of got their own life and um we all kind of mend together melt together you said something interesting there man it's it's super hard to be a dad it's almost even harder to be a stepdad right because of uh of a lot of a, of a lot of things that situation with you what uh what in your approach helped you in the relationship with them man because it seems like you you have a real good relationship with them and they sound like they respect you right how did you, how did you manage that? You know, um, 
I, I've been around this family. Uh, I said these, this family, these boys and, and my wife, um, I've known them for 20 years. Oh yeah. Her, well, her youngest son was my ring bearer in my first wedding. And then he was my best man in the wedding to his mom. And we've all been around each other for a long time. Um, there's always hiccups when you're stepdad because, you know, there's just going to be hiccups. Right. But the reality is I'm fortunate. I've got good people in my life. I've got a good family. And, and I think a lot of it comes down to understanding roles, you know, and it's like they have dads. I'm not trying to be a dad. I can be a positive figure. I can I can right. try to reinforce not my job to uh, overstep that, you know, I'm here if they need me. And if they want some distance, that's okay. Um, but I, at the end of the day, I just want all, the whole crew to be happy, you know? So we just try to do that. And there's, I think there's a lot worse stepdads in the world. I get to do cool stuff. I get to introduce them to cool people. Oh, um, yeah. I along to, to training and, you know, um, there's a lot that I could do a lot worse. And, and I no, think you're the man, <laughs> they got, Good for you, dude. That's really hard to find, man. Justin, what's your favorite type of music? Man, I am all over the board. It's like I'm a, I'm a Texas country guy, and then when I'm training, I, I'm a, I'm in my forties now, so I still go back to like the Sublimes and the you know the '90s alternative era. Favorite Sublime song? Who do you like? Come on, give me the favorite song that you like. What I got? You gotta love it. What I got? All right, what I got? There you go. Now, Texas. Talk to me. Oh, the more and more I'm running around with Kevin and everybody, I'm starting to learn about uh, NBA Youngboy and Nipsey Hussle. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that I'm figuring out there's some cool music out there. It is the whole world out there, bro. It's just things crazy, man. I love that, bro. What part of Texas are you at again? Uh, Fort Worth. Fort Worth. Is that like Dallas, Fort Worth? Yep. We're actually, it's like Dallas is about 30 miles away, but it's just one big Metroplex now. And Dallas is a little more um, upscale and bougie. And Fort Worth is still kind of country and redneck, a little Texan. I like uh, it. So I like it. You're going to have to come up. We do, there's like this whole area in the stockyards where they do rodeos every weekend. It's, it's just a, it's like a giant urban cowboy movie all the time. Dude, how far are you from Grapevine? Oh man, um, probably thirty minutes from my house to Grapevine. Yeah, I, I've I'm, spoken there a lot at Grapevine. It's great up there. I love it. I yeah. um, I, every Friday I get my daughter when I'm not at a fight, and um, I meet in Grapevine to get her from her mom. Nice, so dude. Not, yeah, that heck is, yeah. That is awesome. That is awesome. With you, right? Couple more questions. I know you're busy out there. With you, right? What makes you happy, man? Obviously, this weekend, you know, it's a, it's, it's, it's a, it's a lot of emotions because if there's one thing is being a fighter, the other thing is being a coach of a fighter because there's some things you can control and some things don't, you can't, right? But what makes you happy, man? When you're there right now, are you able to enjoy this moment? Are you more worried? What makes you happy when you're there right now? So Bob and I talked about this a lot. And we, you know, when I fought, I, I wasn't worried about me. I wasn't worried about getting hurt or anything like that. When my guys go out and fight, I am I'm a nervous wreck because I can only do so much to help it. Right. right. We're prepared up to that. And I like to watch and see how we are. Like fight week right now, this is great. There's no outside altercations. I'm not looking over my shoulder to see who's going to stir something up. You know, I, 
Kevin's in a great mood, laughing, joking. Derek and I and, and Bob and everybody this morning, we're having a great interaction, joking around, and it's just good vibes. And that's what makes me happy is everybody feeling good, feeling like they're at their top A game. You know, Wonder Boy came through yesterday, gives me a big old hug. It's like there's these good vibes everywhere. And then you understand this. When when you get the win, it's not it's not necessarily elation or happiness. It's relief. You're right. just feels like all the stress is off, and you feel not so much accomplished, just just relief. And right. that's what I like the the deep breath after of okay, we did what we set out to do. Let's take this one moment, you know, soak it in, enjoy our pictures, enjoy our our like celebration, and then right back to work for the next one. Justin, a guy like you is so likable, man, and and with so much knowledge. Do you think of, cause I don't know if you have one. Do you have your own YouTube channel or no? I, I, I've been told I need to start one because I'm, um, I have one that I run all my sparring videos for my guys, but it's so hard to find because I don't want everybody to see them. Right. Um, but I got a kid that from our gym, um, that's been telling me to start one. So I'm going to, I think I'll just go ahead and do it. I think what you should do is I think you're the perfect candidate to do this because You're an authentic, real person, has a ton of knowledge. So all I would do if I were you is just tell the guy, listen, this is what I want. Do five minutes. Don't make it anything harder, whatever. And I would literally, this is my advice to you. I would do everything from your favorite type of meals before, your favorite type of rest, technique, lifestyle. I would, and I would every day do one video a day. Just one video a day. Hey guys, today we're gonna throw how to, and then you go into jujitsu stuff. Then you could throw how to how to wear a gi, like dumb stuff like that. Literally, hey, how to wear a gi with with Justin? Okay, guys. So the, today in the gi world, we're gonna. If you do something like that, okay, a guy like you, and the good thing about with this, and I tell this to people all the time, a lot of people don't listen. Some people do, and they get very successful at this. Is life is still continuing. Remember, we're not stopping life. Life is continuing. You're doing whatever, then you take, give me five minutes. Hey guys, what's up here? So I'm Justin, listen, some of you guys might follow, you don't, this is who I am, but blah, 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 okay. If you start doing that and you start building your following, like you have already in the real world, but in the this world and in the this world, brother, in five years, not even less, two years, be careful because it will, It'll put you in a different spot, and I really, really, really recommend that for a guy as talented as you, man. You know what? I can't thank you enough for that. I appreciate that. I'm going to do exactly like you said, and I'm going to be hitting you up a lot um, so that you can kind of guide me along because just like I mean, you're in that position to where you understand this and you understand what needs to be done, just like you're explaining it there. You see it. You have the vision. You know how to get there. This is, this is me asking, uh, you know, I'm the white belt in this scenario. So I'm going to ask the black belt for some assistance in this. And I think that's a great idea. I can't. I'll help you all the way. Appreciate it, man. Let's do it. Dude, that's done. Justin, you're the man. I'm going to put your social there before. When you get your YouTube channel, I'm going to blast that everywhere so people see you also, bro. Before I let you go, man, question for me. Anything I can help you with? Let's see. When are you going to come to Fort Worth? I'm going to do that. That's one thing I'm going to do. Watch out that my first judicial lesson, you give it to me, buddy. That'd be great. Hey, let's do it. Let's set it up. You come to Fort Worth. We'll we'll film it so that we can go back 
in 10 years after you get your black belt, because you'll do it quicker than me, and we can laugh about it. And um, we'll take you to a rodeo, and I'll show you all the stuff that we got going on in Texas. You'll dig it. Dude, I love it. I love it. We're going to do that. Don't go anywhere. I'm going to hang up with you the right way here, but you stay there, okay? I'm going to stop this. Don't go anywhere, okay? Good luck this weekend. I want people, good luck this weekend, okay? This guy's going to make it happen. We're going to push it through. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 